is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. All you have to do is dial in to the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number, 855-450-FREE. It's toll-free, 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you on over to the website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their websites, ours is free. So enjoy it and its features at freetalklive.com. You actually get to create the content of the site. So you find something online you think is interesting, you just submit it to Free Talk Live as show prep, and then other listeners can vote uh, up or down on your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So uh, head on over there and enjoy that. Uh, coming up here, the latest... Excuse me, still kind of sick. Uh, Coming up here, the latest on the uh, Black Friday situation throughout the country today. Uh, Everything erupted from fights to gunfire. Gunfire. To pepper spray. It's been crazy, apparently, out there today. Of course, would love to hear your stories if you were out and about at uh, Black Friday, whether it's early this morning uh, to, and a lot of stores opening at midnight or maybe bright and early when the sun comes up, uh, what your experiences were, and if you work in retail, uh, what your experiences were. Plus, reports uh, say that in some places, the Occupy Wall Street uh, folks, the occupiers, had come out to the various different big box stores for a protest of some sort. Maybe you experienced that as well. 855-450-FREE is our phone number. We go to the phones, though, and to the fun. We'll talk to Jordan listening in Ohio. Jordan, where are you at in Ohio? I'm in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I just wanted to make a couple points. Uh, I, we've been trying to reach out to, I wonder, like, Occupy Wall Street and all the people in the streets. Why don't everybody just call a local senator, congressman, email them, and kind of get off the streets and, you know, start their own business and do business as usual just to clean up our act a little bit because we went right into, you know, the chaos. We don't have to have the chaos that these other states is having. You know, they they coming out of 40 years of dictatorship with freedoms that we had all our lives. Then my uh, other point is... Uh, whoa, 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 before 99... you get to your other point, uh, Jordan, I don't know if I really understand where you're coming from. I, I'm saying we got, we in the information there, so instead of everybody being out on the streets, occupying and shutting stuff down, we can just put all the pressure on our congressmen and our senators via email, texts, and, and, and put the threats right to them about getting them out of office to make things happen in regard to business and uh, opportunities for small businessmen. Don't you feel like that's been tried? No, I don't think it has. We're in the information age, and collectively, all those numbers, we haven't gathered those numbers and used our information to get right at the people that's stopping up this process. Well, it's really hard to get support for people. I, I think it's hard to get people excited about supporting your cause when your solution is just to call the people who are in charge to try to promote change i think for a lot of people by demonstrating it sort of gets people out of their houses and out supporting an idea and sort of spreading a message as opposed to just staying at home and making phone calls but i think if i was going to start making phone calls for a cause i wouldn't be calling representatives or senators i'd be calling my neighbors and people around me to try to gather support Okay, and that's a good point. So my, that leads right to my point. Uh, all those Occupy Wall Streets, y'all can maybe raise $5 per person a month and gather your own little you know, economy and start starting businesses. Because at the end of the day, 
the 99% didn't say that we couldn't start our own business, that we had to go to school to work for them forever. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think starting businesses is a fine deal. Unfortunately, one of the best ways to get freedom in your life. Right. Unfortunately, you're not free in a lot of places to start businesses. Uh, In in many places, they want you to beg permission. They want you to pay bribes. They call them license Uh, fees and uh, application fees. Part of doing business, though, we you know we're in a uh, capitalistic society, so you know we got to capitalize also. And my other point is, it, it's just kind of hard for me to see all this stuff going on the street. But when we were losing all of our rights with the Patriot Act and and all through you know that whole initial uh, presidency we came through, like nobody made a peep, even to the uh, going to airports and all of our citizens' rights being stripped. And so now. When you violate a law of any state, you kind of violate the law of homeland security, whether you got a right cause or not. All I'm just saying, I think we need to be a little more smart and strategic instead of just wanting to run to the streets because everybody else coming from dictatorships into freedom just doing that. I think we've, we've been in freedoms and just have not exercised our freedom. Well, Jordan, I I, I, I share your frustrations with uh, you know I, I definitely share your frustrations with the you know the idea that going out into the streets hasn't really ever, in my opinion, tr- turned into very much as far as change on the national level. But on the other hand, I also agree with Ali that it gets people out, it gets them doing something, it, it helps uh, pe- people meet new people and network and you know uh, introduce themselves to to new faces and free food some places. There's, there's that too. <laughs> free food. I, I propose that I propose ten dollars per person a year. That's one hundred twenty dollars, and let's kind of see where that count goes to you know tangible needs like community kitchen, bomb shelters, rafts, and stuff in case we had to do our own. You know, FEMA unto ourselves, and I just think as a people, collectively, communally, that in sounds. Our community, we're not we're not being as practical as we could with our freedom. That's how that does sound like a more rational approach to the oncoming recession is to sort of everyone uh, have a plan. I like the idea of planning for this type of thing. Uh, you know, look at the likeliness of something happening, and then sort of planning around that, and not getting too overboard with it, but just having some idea of what you're going to do with. For your family, yeah, if yeah, things get tough. Let's an economy out of that Occupy Wall Street. Let's, you know, $10 per person. Well, that sounds like mutual aid, person. and I think that's a fine idea. I mean, people taking care of each other is the, is definitely a preferable uh, choice to having this, you know, one-size-fits-all government solution in, uh, being forced upon us all. I guess my, my major critique with what you've been saying, I agree with most of it. You know, start businesses, come to each other's aid. That all makes sense. I'm with that. Uh, the, my, my one critique is that uh, calling politicians hasn't ever seemed to do anything. Writing them, calling them, emailing them. Uh, if you look, for instance, back at the... <laughs> The bailouts that happened. If you look at the numbers, with these numbers we got now, with Tea Party, Occupy Wall, it's unprecedented. So you set the emails down. I mean, go look. Go look at the uh, go. Go back in time a little bit to the bailouts and look at uh, the incredible outpouring of opposition. You had people from all manner of political perspectives. The bailouts, the you name them, man. Uh, I mean, the the bailouts, the, the billions of dollars out. that they sent to the Tarp. banker buddies, the and, Bush, the Bush bailouts. Well, okay, but Obama so signed on to the bailouts too. Hang on a we second. Let me let me finish my statement here, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, the, the bailouts. You go back and look at the bailouts. There was ninety percent uh, people. Ninety percent of the the comments they were getting, uh, according to the people in D.C., were against the bailouts. They said, "Don't do More this." More than ninety percent. This is a terrible idea. Please don't do and, this and, to and, us. And, and, and they, they the, did it anyway, man. The partnerships and the biases. They still put the same people in offices that shut down and bottleneck and traffic jammed all the progress. And, and just not point fingers. And, and then my last point I wanted to make, 
uh, you know, even to when we're looking for the two twelve election, and we won't put people to accountable to deal right now, and not and refuse to watch those ass or to sit in there on them nothing uh, 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 town hall meetings because they worth nothing right now. If we don't do something now, we as a people, and I just think you know we we out in the streets, but at the same time we kind of watching the process, and we go home and we watch the process instead of go ahead and just make our own changes with our freedoms. You know, you got I don't think it hurts. Over posting up on the street, making money and, and building things. They don't even got green cards. Jordan, I don't think it hurts to contact the uh, the senators and, and representatives. I just don't know if I believe it will do anything. I like the idea of getting together with other people, like Jordan says. And, and you can downsize dc.org. Um, they have a, a system for doing that. And I think that of the systems out there, it seems to me like one of the best ones. It's uh, I'd agree with that. Downsize okay. dc.org. I looked that up. Jordan, thanks for the call tonight, well, I man. I appreciate y'all's show. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight at uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Plenty of time for you and your comments. And also on the way, especially if you've got to uh, something to share about today, today being Black Friday, and give you a little taste of uh, some of the scene from today. <laughs> Yeah, if that's pretty crazy, what happened. And we'll give you some of the rundown of uh, today's Black Friday occurrences. It's Free Talk Live, I should say, fights. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live, the number for you to dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. The features we give to you free. The mobile site is one of those you can visit on your mobile device. Go to m.freetalklive.com, m as in mobile, .freetalklive.com. You get quick access to our live streams and podcasts, as well as the software you'll need for your mobile phone to be able to listen to those things. Go to m.freetalklive.com. The holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world. Unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. Get prepared. Protect your family. Don't delay. For my preparation, I choose WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You prepare them in just minutes simply by adding hot water. Visit WiseFoodStorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today to request a free entree sample. How can you go wrong with a free entree sample? For a limited time during the holidays, enter promo code FTL. Get no-cost shipping and 10% off any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE, promo code FTL for a free sample, free shipping, and 10% off any order. Peace of mind included. Greatest give you can give your loved ones this holiday season. 
wisefoodstorage.com. So you could be smart and uh, go to wisefoodstorage.com and get yourself prepared and your family prepared. Or you can spend hours waiting in line and then fight each other over a $2 waffle maker like some people did at Walmart today. Just some good waffles. Now this is audio of a, just a hectic scene. What you can't see happening here is... Uh, Sounds like absolute chaos. It is. Uh, people are grabbing these $2 waffle makers. A woman has her butt crack showing. <laughs> uh, that, that changes everything. There's pushing. There's shoving. People are passing waffle makers. They're throwing things. You don't want to throw a waffle maker. One woman walks away with five or six waffle makers in her, in her hands. <laughs> it's just mayhem. This is Walmart uh, in any town USA. I mean, it, it doesn't really even matter where this happened because odds are good there were similar scenes at other Walmarts and other stores across the country. And I think there was some – this really indicates a few problems. Uh, one, people don't value their time. They don't really even think about it. So these people that are doing this – I mean, this waffle maker – okay, Clearly, Walmart's lo- losing money on it, right? The idea is this it's a loss is a, leader. This is a, what they call a loss leader, meaning they lo- they lose money on the sale, so they can get you in the front door. Hopefully, you'll see some sort of impulse buy item, or you'll be attracted to another sale, and you'll you'll buy something else. Because if everybody goes in and just buys the waffle maker and then leaves, Walmart hasn't really won out on that one. Wasn't worth the uh, the sale, right? But of course, they do it for a reason, and the reason is it works. Well. It causes you to think, wow, if if this is only worth or if this is two dollars, then I'm sure all the other deals must be just as good. You know, I don't know necessarily how much a lamp goes for, but I might see a lamp that seems pretty cheap. But I must think that I'm getting just as good of a deal as I was getting on the waffle maker. That does tend to be uh, somehow the, the way some people think about this. And I think that it's irresponsible for Walmart to to do something like this to loss leaders I think that I, th- I think at a certain point I mean it, it's one thing to take a $5 loss and you know mark mark something slightly under what uh like a like a higher ticket item to mark it slightly below uh what the actual value of it is but I think that I think that lowering prices below market value is uh is is kind of dangerous I mean look at how people behave in response to this they go crazy mm-hmm they they hurt each other. I mean, it, it encourages people to act like monsters in some instances. There are stories in the news today. You can go to Drudge Report and see them. They've got them all in the right-hand column. People being pepper sprayed. I've got that story here as well. One woman comes to Walmart with uh, – or excuse me, I don't know if it was Walmart, but she comes into uh, – let's see. Yeah, it was Walmart in L.A., She's got a can of pepper spray, and she's shouting about how she's spraying them in order to get an advantage, apparently. Oh, my God. Uh, and she's, she's spraying people with pepper spray so she can get to an Xbox before everybody else does. She's a criminal. Ian. Yeah, she is, but they haven't caught her, by the way. Uh, even with all the surveillance footage and all the people around, they, she managed to escape the scene. Uh, Walmart has yet to even determine whether or not she escaped with an Xbox. So uh, this woman got away with that. But my point is, people don't behave in this way at your average sale. That this this only happens one day a year. It happens on Black Friday, and it's it's tragic. And it's the low prices that are encouraging this, prices that otherwise wouldn't be this low uh, in the marketplace. 
you know, I don't know. I don't think that it's the responsibility of the business. People know what they're getting into on Black Friday. You're taking a gamble of dealing with a riot situation. I have never been to Black Friday. I'm not. I don't get up early for anything. I don't go hunting. I don't go fishing, and I don't go to Black Friday. I'm not going to roll out of bed early in order to do this stuff. And if I did, I'd know exactly what I was dealing with if I went to get something. I'd be dealing with a situation where I may have to fight somebody over something. I'm not willing to fight them over that. You know, Mark. I get what you're saying, and I agree that each individual is responsible for his or her own actions. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, I think that at some level, there is a responsibility from the vendor. Like, for instance, you know, the crack dealer that sells crack cocaine is at some level responsible for selling crack cocaine. The first one's always free. What's that? <laughs> the first one's always free. Well, there's that, and and you know, and you're getting people hooked on a on a dangerous product that uh, you know arguably has no real benefit to uh, to anybody. That person. So some, the, the argument for the crack dealer is the same as it is for Walmart. If we don't do the Black Friday sales, somebody else will. Walmart's only supplying crack to the people that are going to buy crack. And fr- quite frankly, the people in the of the in the world that are going to buy crack and get their heads stepped on over a two dollar waffle maker are. I, you know, looking looking from the sidelines, I'm thinking that this is a problem that's going to solve itself. Darwin's going to sweep in and take care of this problem. Well, do I, you think I guess... the people that go to these events are expect are really expected? Because I've gone to shopping on Black Friday and I didn't have any fights. I didn't hear any screaming. Did you wait in line early morning? <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that big of a line. It was just a couple of people outside. When and, did you go? Uh, I was think it right it was, at the opening. I feel like it was really really early in the morning. I guess so. So, so it was like at if there was no line or something like that. If, but there was no line that you right. It in? wasn't if I showed up and there's a huge line of people and I knew that there was some object in or there's some some sale in there that everyone was going for. I probably would just go home. I wouldn't want to. I'm, I'm not a physically competitive person when it comes to buying stuff. Right. Well, I guess I might my watch what happened from from a distance. I mean, and I think the situation of this woman walking up a line and pepper spraying people probably caught a lot of innocents that weren't going after the uh, the Xbox. You're only dealing with a crazy person at that point, and crazy people could pepper spray you for any reason that they wanted to. No, I understand that, Mark. I'm not saying this woman isn't crazy. What are you outside. saying? Well, You're I, saying that it's the responsibility of the business for offering people a good deal. No. You can get a waffle iron at the local Salvation Army. For two dollars. Well, think about why they why <laughs> offering good deals causes this kind of this kind of madness because of the recession we're in. People are supposed to spend money right away because it's losing value every day, and I mean it creates this kind of hostility. Let's come back with more here at eight five five four fifty free. I'd like to get your thoughts as well. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. If knowing people will behave like this and you still do it is. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. If you dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, maybe you work in retail and you experienced today's Black Friday madness. 
Would love to hear your perspective, what happened in your town, your store. Maybe you are a customer. Maybe you waited in the lines early this morning, midnight, as when many stores opened. I don't know how many of them actually opened at 5 or 6 a.m. this morning. All the news was about them opening at midnight. So I wonder if any stores actually had a 5 or 6 a.m. opening. Uh, either way, if you were waiting in line and you saw some of the uh, the insanity today, or maybe it was just completely peaceful and everybody was just plenty respectful toward one another, uh, and you want to relay that's, uh, that account as well. Whatever you experienced today, certainly welcome 855-450-FREE. And of course, you can bring up anything that you like. But as I understand it, Mark, the smart, some of the smartest shoppers are the ones smart, uh, shopping online because there are some killer Black Friday deals on the internet. And you don't have to wait in any crazy lines and you don't have to deal with cre- people pushing and shoving and uh, parking lot mishaps or whatever else is going on out there today. Like our friends over at Vapor, uh, Vaporsmiths, I believe, have a Black Friday sale, if I'm not mistaken. They have a Thanksgiving sale and that Thanksgiving sale is it's aimed at folks that already have the vaporizer. Um, I be- but I believe it ended, Ian, on uh, midnight last night. So it was oh, just I for Thanksgiving. I, I don't know if that's uh, right. But I'll, I'll, I'll pull up some information. OK, that. pull up some information. You can see. I think it uh, I think it did. Uh, but if you don't have a Vaporsmith's uh, e-cigarette, you can get one of the best-made e-cigarettes on the market today, and you can get it for free. All you have to do is go to Vaporsmiths.com and purchase 40 cartomizers. Those are the things that uh, that contain the nicotine. It vaporizes the the nicotine, and and it's twenty two thousand times healthier than than smoking, and you'll save money. These uh, forty cardamizers cost about seventy bucks. Each cardamizer is worth about a pack of cigarettes, so you can see the savings right there. Um, use coupon code FTL when you purchase the forty cardamizers. You get the free cigarette, and you'll get free shipping. Call eight five five. Excuse me, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. According to uh, Jason Osborne, who's the man behind SACL CAI, the guy that sponsors the phone numbers on this show, he made a post over on the Free Talk Live BBS uh, early this morning, about 4 in the morning. Uh, according to him, 40% off orders of $69, $69.99 or more at Vaporsmiths.com. Then there's a sale I don't know about. With the code, that's what I'm telling you. Okay, uh, thanks. The code Black Friday 2 Okay, All cool. run together as one word, Black Friday, the number 2, all in caps, uh, 40% off orders of $69.99 or more. And you said the 40 cardamizers is what, 60-something? $69.99. So there you go. You order the 40 cardamizers, use code Black Friday 2 and you'll get 40% off. That's crazy. Deal. Great deal. Uh, and also, if you don't quite meet that sixty nine ninety nine threshold, if you've got orders of uh, basically $40 or more, you can use Black Friday as a code and you'll get 35% off your order. So pretty sweet deals from Vaporsmiths.com. Now then, so we've been talking about Black Friday, but we will also take your calls about absolutely anything. I want to get back into this question of whether or not it's irresponsible to offer loss leaders like the $2 waffle maker that sent people into a crazed frenzy uh, today at Walmart. Let's go first to Tyler in Kentucky. Tyler, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Good evening. What's going on, Tyler? Can you hear me? It's on your mind. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Um, I was, I'm driving back from Chicago on my way back to Louisville, listening to the podcast from last night. And I, the Thanksgiving myth has been one of my favorites. Um, uh, I was just wondering if you guys knew of any other uh, Americana mythology. You know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, you know, Santa that, uh, Claus? <laughs> Is that an American thing? Coca Cola basically took Santa Claus and, and kicked him into the stratosphere. Hmm. Um, you know, there's always the the, you know, the true story of Columbus, how he wasn't a hero and actually ended up slaughtering uh, people and taking slaves, people, and that he didn't actually find America. 
There's that version. Like, right, are you right. talking about stories that we were taught in school that turned out not to be true? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, things, yeah, things like that. Like you know, we heard that the you know the pilgrims were all really nice, and yeah, just just like just like the thing, the traditional Thanksgiving story we always hear. Ben Franklin was a womanizer. Thomas Jefferson owned a slave and had sex with her and had a child with her. Yeah. Uh, let's see, those are yeah. some things they don't yeah. teach you in school. Yeah, those would. Yeah, I, I would like to say that would go down. Um, but uh, I was, you know, I was just calling in to see if there are any that you guys had heard over the years, um, and uh, just. See if, see if there were more available to get those out there to other people to kind of bust this whole America is the greatest thing since or before sliced bread and since then as well. I think um, that there's some amazing things about uh, this country and the way that it was uh, sort of conceived and the ideas of liberty and people trying to throw off the uh, the, the the feudal rulership of, of the past. And I, I think there are some amazing things about it. I think that unfortunate it's unfortunate that we've kind of returned to it to that feudal rulership, and, and this time the Lord is the democratic process as opposed to one guy. I think that would yeah, be a good question just to open up to calls because I keep thinking of, uh, you know, little stories I've heard, but I can't remember specifics. So, because I'm not a very, I'm not that great with history and remembering like dates and anything like that. The, but. the Thanksgiving story is a real eye-opening story. The other ones, like, oh yeah, okay, so Ben Franklin was a womanizer. What's you know, that's what. What are you going to say about that? There's well, no real lesson there. There are good stories about the way right. laws, the reason, the real reasons why certain laws were created. Uh, created True. which are you know interesting that, that's a good point like cannabis prohibition right. you know, the reason cannabis was made illegal isn't because it was getting people high but because uh you, you know there were black people smoking it with uh, or black men smoking it with white women and uh mm-hmm. certain people didn't like that very much but the real real reason is because uh william randolph hearst and the the folks behind dupont as well as uh, let's yeah it was pretty much Hearst and Dupont. Uh, they didn't like the hemp as a, a competitive product to their textile manufacturing. In the case of uh, Dupont, right. and in the case of uh, Hearst, the competitive uh, you know the idea that you can make paper from hemp was a big competition to him, considering he had invested in woodlands and uh, the logging industry. So, uh, so there that's there's there's a good that's a great point, uh, mm-hmm. Allie. Does that answer your question? Oh yeah, and I'm maybe maybe hopefully somebody else will hear it, and maybe they know of some other ones, and uh, you know, choose those for use those for fun with all the fun statists around the around the world. Excellent, thanks, Tyler, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. So, Tyler, asking uh, for input from you, the listener. What other stories uh, did you learn, maybe growing up, that turned out? Uh, the truth was something other than what you'd. What been was the name to. of that memo that uh, circulated during the uh, Roosevelt administration? McCollum? The, yeah, the McCollum memo. That sounds. I don't like recall McCullum. exactly. I think that I think that might be right. McCollum, McCollum. Um, the eight points about why they needed or how they could maneuver uh, Japan into uh, striking attacking because they knew that they didn't have the American people on the side of a, a war after World War One. War wasn't very popular, and so they needed an attack in the United States. How would they get Japan to attack and, and that kind of thing? And they had this memo that basically showed the United States was going to pick a fight with Japan and how they were going to go about doing that. And you know, it, at this point, historians say that. You know, there's no way that uh, Roosevelt did not see this memo. This went to the highest uh, reaches of the executive branch. And so, you know, there's one. The idea most people have is kind of like uh, Pearl Harbor was kind and it was for um, regular Americans. Pearl Harbor was a lot like 9-11 in that Bam! One morning, uh, America's attacked, and th- th- this is this is out of the blue. It's our outrage. Why would these evil people do that? And you know, these uh, th- th- there are reasons why they did it. 
not not I, I don't think it's a good idea to hurt anybody over these situations. But you know they were they were there were maneuverings on this side in order to uh, pick a fight. So back to the uh, the issue of how people behave uh, these Black Friday sales. Ali, you said you've been to Black Friday sales before. But you don't recall ever having to wait in a line, and so I question as to whether or not you were actually there at the very beginning of that sale. Uh, I'm trying to remember. All I know is that I didn't sleep that night because I was working on. I don't. I don't think. I think I was like maybe doing schoolwork or something, and then I was like, I'm just gonna stay up all night and then just go to the store. So I feel like I got there really early, but maybe I didn't. I didn't go to Walmart or any of the places where the sales were really big deal. I had something specific in mind, mm-hmm. and I just went early. Where did you go? Uh, I think I went to um, some place in the mall. It was like Sears or something. Hmm. Well, there are some stores that have these humongous sales where they they offer these loss leader items. I guess the Xbox was apparently a big one uh, today. One woman pepper sprayed a crowd at uh, Walmart so she could grab herself an Xbox. Apparently, she ended up uh, getting away from the scene of the crime. And you've got other people pushing, shoving, yelling, uh, being very angry and nasty to one another. And the question that I asked before, and I'll ask it again, and love to have your thoughts at 855-453-FREE, is do the stores bear any responsibility for setting people up into these situations, knowing how they're going to act? It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press the internet now in a world sliding into financial chaos a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world it is called bitcoin bitcoin is a new form of money controlled not by banks governments or corporations but through mutual commerce between free individuals to learn more visit weusecoins.com is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go and get your shopping done, and don't bother getting out of your chair. You don't have to deal with this Black Friday madness. And of course, the stores are going to be packed all weekend. Uh, Black Friday is just the beginning of what is an incredibly uh, busy weekend in the world of retail. You don't have to bother with parking. You don't have to bother with uh, the crowds and the waiting at the register. You just go to shop.freetalklive.com, click in through the Amazon links there at the top of the page, and that'll take you to Amazon. We've got Amazon US, Canada, Germany, the UK. Click into the right Amazon for you. And Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. So whatever it is that you're looking to buy, whether it's for you or for your family members or friends or whomever, uh, you can just go to shop.freetalklive.com, get your shopping done. And by the way, there's also links to Newegg, which is a big computer parts site, electronics site. If you go into the Newegg links there at shop.freetalklive.com, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund will get a portion of that sale. So great ways to get your online shopping taken care of over at shop.freetalklive.com. Dot com. We've been talking about a lot about Bitcoin here on uh, Free Talk Live, and if you need to find out more about it, you can go to weusecoins.org. But obtaining them has been, you know, a little tricky up till now. Crypto exchange 
is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your bitcoins. They also offer complete uh, complete bullion store, and you can buy gold and silver there privately with Bitcoin. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency, they've got 24-hour customer service. Just visit their site and click on the live support link at the top. You see the crypto exchange banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Again, it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right. So news uh, is all over the place about people and their just bad behavior uh, regarding Black Friday. And it's predictable. People behave in a certain way uh, when you you basically kind of break the rules of uh, the marketplace equilibrium of supply and demand. And you lower the price below the, the point at which you know, you're know you losing money selling, in the case of Walmart, a $2 waffle maker. Uh, people going insane and uh, shoving and pushing and just generally acting like a mob, uh, just a mad mob over trying to get their hands on these waffle makers. And of course, it wasn't just Walmart. There are other uh, Black Friday loss leaders and other stores around the country. And when you low, lower prices be- below a certain point, people go crazy over trying to get their hands on this. Even though, even if this normally, I mean, this wall make, wa- waffle maker is not a $100 waffle maker. Like, let's just go right out on a limb here and say this is probably the cheapest of the cheap uh, waffle maker you can pro- possibly get a hold of. Maybe it would be, you know, seven. Seventeen ninety nine on any other day on yeah. the store shelf, and so there's they're blowing it out the door for uh, two for, bucks. for two bucks, and at seventeen ninety nine nobody's going to go run over top of anybody else to uh, to go and get this waffle maker. They may see it on the shelf if they're looking for a waffle maker. They may decide I'd rather pay twenty bucks than forty bucks for a waffle maker, and I will purchase this waffle maker. It'd be a much more thoughtful decision on the part of uh, the person who's doing it. But set it at two dollars. It doesn't matter how what the quality is. It doesn't matter what other waffle waffle makers you're selling. It's going to sell out, no problem. And it doesn't matter that you get a waffle maker for two to five dollars at the local Goodwill store either. Right. And and, right, and you wouldn't have to wait in line to do that, and you probably would actually get a better quality waffle maker if you went and bought one used for very well for two dollars. It's 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 a good. I got a um, it was a pressure cooker or um, a slow cooker from the thrift store, and it's fine. Like just clean it out, and it works better than the new ones they have. Those fancy ones. Yeah, like what? How old is it? I don't know. It's uh, it's just made of. It's made of that almost kind of like not porcelain. It's like glass, almost like it's clay. Like it was fire. Hmm. Uh, it wow. was burning Probably like porcelain. A, yeah, well, made so, porcelain. You know, a well-made product is going to last for a long time, and you can pretty much guess that it's, if it's being sold for $2, it's probably not the most well-made waffle maker in the world. So, of course, the ultimate question is, how long will these waffle makers even last these people that shoved each other to get their hands on them? It does make one wonder. And how long did they because wait? if it was broken when you took it out of the box... You wouldn't return it for two dollars. For two dollars, well, these people might. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember these. This is one of my other critiques about how people behave about these Black Friday deals. It's one thing to stand in line for a multiple hundred dollar television set. You know, then you could argue that well, your time is worth a certain amount of money, and you're getting a really good deal on this set that otherwise would cost you a few hundred dollars extra, and so maybe that's worth it. But at a two dollar price point. You're standing, maybe you're saving at most, what, $15 off the regular price of this thing. You're standing in line for two, three, four hours. I mean, I don't know how long these folks stood, stood in line. I've seen these lines before. In some cases, yep. they wrap around the building. Yep. Yep. Uh, you're, you're out there early in the morning. It's cold. I mean, even in Florida, it probably was a little cold this morning. It's November. Uh, it's not known for its warmth. Right. So it's cold out. You're going, you know, you've gotten up early or you've stayed up really late or whatever. You, you've changed your schedule around for this and you've waited. And then you get in this, you know, pushing match with other people, all to save fifteen dollars. What is your time worth? 
Maybe they just enjoy the challenge. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a competitive thing. I don't know. But my original point, and I think my biggest point here, beyond critiquing the shoppers themselves, is the the stores. You know people are going to behave like this. This is not a surprise. They do it every single year. And then you get really crazy things like people pepper spraying one another, actual fights breaking out. In the case of the Waffle Maker video that we uh, we played the audio from, the you know, people are... They're just pushing and shoving and screaming and, you know, nobody actually got physically injured in this. It's just people behaving like a pack of wild animals. And so the question is, if you are the business in this case, is it irresponsible of you to put your customers in this situation knowing that they're going to, to act in this way and I, that people could potentially hurt themselves? I don't see how – I feel like if this is my last experience at Walmart was in this kind of – hectic crowd. I already don't like crowds, so it'd probably be a while before I could ever step back foot in Walmart and feel safe again because well, I just don't like being pushed or anything. Well, you're like that. sensible, but some people may come back and they, you know, they they just don't care. I mean, they just want this waffle yeah. maker and so they're going to come back next year for the $2 TV set or whatever it is that the, you know, cheap little Well, is it responsible for uh, like if you go to a music com- concert and then this band plays that song that always makes their fans start lashing out and doing that mobster thing and like start Like a mosh hitting. pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, is that irresponsible? irresponsible of the band to play Fire Woman or whatever? This is an incredibly uh, naive uh, and hold on. This I is think a that, stupid position. I think Allie and makes me, a really good point there. Uh, about let me the make a bit. further good point. There are 89,000 <laughs> plus Walmarts in the United States, 8,900, uh, 8,970 Walmarts in the United States. And that's just yeah. the Walmarts. Forget the Best Buys and the um, other stores that are out there. So you're talking about 20,000, maybe 50, uh, 30,000 stores. Mm-hmm. And you've got a handful of them here where some people. People have acted, you know, in really stupid fashion. Are you trying to tell me you don't think people were going crazy at these other stores? I'm trying to tell you that you do not punish 99% of people in order to punish 1%. In the same way, I'm that telling you, don't- you, you're wrong. It's not just 1%. People behave crazy like this when you give them crazy deals. Uh, but then why don't we have stores uh, stories uh, all over for, like this? Mark. Drudge Report isn't going to report on a thousand different stories. Do you know, of how, they, pushing, do you know Mark, how they instituted prohibition in this country? They instituted prohibition in this country by making, making broad, sweeping statements about people who uh, abused alcohol. Would you suggest that if 10%, 20%, 30% of people abused alcohol, that we should then outlaw alcohol? Of course not. And I'm then not why in the world that- would you even suggest that it's irresponsible of stores to offer good deals to people? Well, Are I you think saying these good deals don't benefit people? Solutions. No, I'm not, I'm not proposing that, uh, that this be banned or anything like that. You're saying but it's you're irresponsible. Acting, you're, you're being silly, Mark. Look, you've never have you ever worked at a Black Friday? I have not. Okay, I, then I, you really have you ever been to Black Friday? Look, I read the I'm news. Just asking I wasn't you, Mark. in Tunisia when the uh, when the the, the revolt well, went down, but I know like that it existed because I can watch about. news. Don't try to pretend like you know what you're talking about because you don't. Just because you're watching the news doesn't mean you're getting any kind of an accurate perspective on anything that happened today. Now, I know that there's different types of Black Friday events where they hand out tickets and do all kinds of different things. And the reason they hand out, now I think the handing out of tickets is a very responsible thing to do. And the reason why Best Buy, or I think it was Best Buy that actually uh, that came up with that, certainly they popularized it. Uh, the reason why Best Buy did that is because they saw their customers going crazy and they care about their customers. And so they figured out a way to, to allow people to participate in a Black Friday event and get a really great deal on a product without 
creating the circumstances that would encourage them to behave like wild animals. And I, I'm best, not saying best, that there aren't better and worse ways, but I'm not saying that it's, but it's not the responsibility. It's not the responsibility of the store if they offer a good deal to somebody if people act like a bunch of wild animals. I get what you're saying. I'm not saying they're responsible. I think you're, I think you're putting the, words in my mouth. Any more than the ammo manufacturer's responsibility if people shoot people I or think the you're alcohol. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think they're legally responsible. I don't think they're don't responsible think, at all. Look, Look, so you know if what's you happening if, when you go out there on Black Friday. If you, this is not a surprise. Are you telling me that if you went in a helicopter and dropped a bunch of dollar bills on a crowd of people, that you wouldn't be somewhat responsible morally for the people and how they behave in, in those circumstances? I don't really think so, You no. create a circumstance in which people behave in a predictable fashion. And to just blow this aside and say, oh, it's just one Walmart where they acted like this. I didn't that's say it was nonsense. one Walmart. It's probably the majority of stores where people act like this with a crazy deal. 855. Five four fifty free. I've now seen you're this speculating. stuff. More coming. I've seen it, Mark. More. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff at fff.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 1-855-450-FREE. I should mention, I don't think I've made that made it clear, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we're here live. We haven't taken time off. We're actually here taking your phone calls about absolutely anything. It's Black Friday, and that's what we're talking about here uh, today as uh, people around the country have gone crazy as predictable. You know, they always do this every single year over whatever uh, Black Friday loss leader deals the various big box stores are offering. Walmart offering a $2 waffle maker and people shoving and pushing and generally acting like a mob of uh, wild animals over uh, getting their hands on this. Apparently, they didn't bother to factor in the idea that they probably waited in line several hours to get this discounted cheap-ass waffle maker, which probably wouldn't cost more than 15 or $20 if it were at its regular price. Uh, so all kinds of miscalculations going on here on the part of the, uh, the people that are actually you know, standing in line and, and you know, hurt, tr- trying to hurt each other just to get their hands on these things. There's a number of problems, I think, that are, that are worthy of discussing here. But interested in hearing from you if you had an experience out and about today, maybe Maybe you were waiting in one of those lines. Maybe you experienced uh, the the madness of Black Friday. Maybe you work in retail and you saw things from the other perspective. Would love to hear from you at eight eight five five four fifty three. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Here tonight, it's Ian. By the way, Allie and Mark. We're going to go into your phone calls as well. Uh, you can still take control of the airwaves and still bring up absolutely anything uh, that you want to. But it wasn't just the uh, the waffle maker that was uh, driving people crazy today in Los Angeles, according to the Associated Press. A woman trying to improve her chance to buy cheap electronics at a Walmart in a wealthy suburb spewed pepper spray on a crowd of shoppers and 20 people suffered minor injuries. 
injuries. According to police, the attack took place at about 10.20 last night after doors opened for the sale at Walmart in Porter Ranch. The store had brought out, uh, and I love the way this is written. It really can tell this part. Whoever wrote this story doesn't really know what an Xbox is. Uh, <laughs> the store had brought out a crate of discounted Xbox video game players. It almost sounds like they've got a crate of human beings that uh, are playing the Xbox, right? How, po- how poorly written is that? We've got a bunch of kids. We've brought, brought them out in a crate, and we're going to sell them to you. They'll play your Xbox for you. Uh, the, crowd well, had, funny. the crowd had formed to wait for the unwrapping when the woman began spraying people, according to police. Oh, it was the police that said she was doing it in order to get an advantage. Uh, she, so faces were red. According to a shopper, one guy was coming up to my wife going, call an ambulance, call an ambulance. Uh, moments later, my throat stung. I was coughing really bad and watering up. In the aftermath, video showed dozens of shoppers milling around while employees urged them to back up and make room. It was the only major violence reported at a Southern California store involving Black Friday. Then, so, so they go only on. Only violence reported. Major something. violence reported. Uh, the other news about pepper spray is that the police decided to employ uh, pepper spray at a store in North Carolina. Apparently, there was some kind of uh, disturbance. Uh, some sort of a, I guess, fight between a couple of people there, and the police officer decided to use pepper spray uh, while making an arrest, which, of course, made a number of customers uh, fairly uncomfortable. But that's not all. Also, at a, a Victoria's Secret, apparently a fight broke out, and you, you might ask, you know, you might want to actually see that kind of a fight. She but, took yeah. my size! Yeah. <laughs> We've been fighting over drawers. Victoria's secret uh, cat fight here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not supermodels that are fighting, Ian. Probably not. No. People camped out, lined up, and pushed through the doors early. They're fighting over plus sizes. This is from KDKA up in uh, Pennsylvania. I think that's, wait, no, KDKA? Some, sometimes that's even then girls are, have trouble finding their size, Mark. It's is that just, so? It's not just plus size girls. You know, I've noticed for men, um, at least, that, uh, you know, size 36, there's a lot of those. And it's kind of, you know, the, 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 the guy going to seed from 32 is really what uh, the size 36 is. Hmm. Some consider Thanksgiving to be the start of a holiday season, according to CBS uh, Pittsburgh. But dedicated shoppers say it's today, and they were out in full force. No, I'm right. I mean, this is Pennsylvania, KDKA. Uh, the gift of sales, uh, joyous- Pennsylvania, KDKA. Yeah, no, there is no uh, K anything east of the Mississippi. Pittsburgh, man, KDKA, KDKA. Pittsburgh is not. It's not in Pennsylvania. I don't, well, you think it's Pittsburgh somewhere else? It's probably Pittsburgh, California. They got an Oakland over there. They've got all kinds of different things. Yeah, Richmond. So one shopper says they left the house at uh, 10.30, that's 10 a.m., not 10.30 at night, then waited in line so they could get their hands on things at places like Victoria's Secret, uh, where there was apparently a hot deal on yoga pants that had some women fuming. One shopper said literally girls were punching each other. They threw little bags in baskets and were just like, here. Girls were literally shoving each other and even moms were getting into it. According to the story. Uh, so there's just all kinds of uh, stories out there. There's just so much of this that mm-hmm. there's no way to report on all of it. The stuff that makes the news is the most outrageous of it. The pepper spraying, the uh, you know, the, the grandfather who apparently was arrested yeah, after I saw a, this video. a Black Friday brawl. Is there actually a video of the brawl or just there's the a, arrest? There's a really – there's a video of the man – uh, I haven't seen a video of them taking him down, the police taking him down, but there is video of them after they took him down and he's bleeding and everyone around has their cameras out and they're all, you know, asking the police, what did he do? And uh, there are accusations of shoplifting, but from what I've read, he 
was trying to shield his grandson from um, being trampled. So he takes the video game and puts it in his pants pocket hmm. so that he can lift his grandson up. I see. And so at that point, it's considered shoplifting. That's even not true. if you don't. Well, I've I've heard. Unless, I, I guess I stand corrected, but well, I thought that once you conceal something no. from the store before you buy it. Maybe maybe rules have changed since I've worked in retail, or maybe they're different in Arizona. This happened out in Arizona, but uh, I worked directly with loss control when I was at, uh, at Kmart, and you can put something in your pocket, but if you leave, as okay. soon as you leave the store, then it becomes shoplifting. There's always that possibility that the person is doing some other thing with their hands or whatever, or that they'll mm-hmm. remember before they get to the register and they'll take it out of there. I put things in my pocket. pocket and then bought, the, um, you know, walked up to the the store. You've got and big you've never pockets. Been stopped. You know? You've never been stopped for that, right? Like nobody ever said anything to you about it. Have I ever been stopped for shoplifting? When I was a kid, but I put things right, in my pocket. In your pocket. Um, no, I, I just I, I've gone up to bought things at the register, so yeah, I, exactly. it doesn't seem to me like you've done anything wrong by putting something in your pocket. No, but right, it will but bring it to, you, you will be under suspicion. I've that. definitely heard that people have gotten arrested for putting things in their pockets while they're in the store. You've heard I about thought, that? I think I've heard of I think I've heard of that, and I've definitely heard that you can be arrested for that. But it would surprise me if that if legal. that happened. I'd love to hear from somebody in the loss control business. The the loss control no, that's the department of every. Uh, there's different names for it, but uh, it's the department of. It was the security department basically in any big box store. Uh, they're the ones that set up the cameras and monitor things, and they're the ones that'll go out and and you know accost somebody if they believe that they're they're stealing something. But the rule always was that you couldn't do anything until they left the actual store. Not the premises, but the actual doors, the front doors of the store. That, at that point, then it is shoplifting. Until then, they could just be absent-minded or whatever. They're just trying to free their hands up for something. Uh, police swarmed inside a Buckeye Walmart Thursday night after a man inside was tackled to the ground. This is from uh, myfoxphoenix.com. Tackled to the ground during a rush to grab video games. And there are different stories about what led up to his arrest. We can tell you more about it. Kevin's on the line listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, thanks. Uh, and there are some stations with a start with K east of the Mississippi. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, there are absolutely, I mean, not very many couple, but there are. They were grandfathered in or something. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Uh, and then, um, but I am kind of amazed. When I see days like today and yesterday, I went through a flood and a fire within a year and lost everything, then turned around and lost everything again. And wow. when I see everybody buying all the crap that they buy, I just think what a materialistic country world we live in. And it is just amazing uh, that people would go stand in line for 15 hours for the latest computer or or whatever. It's just, it just blows my mind, guys. Right. When you just, you know, going through all this terrible stuff, weather related things that are out of your control and you just want, you know, a house and probably other things that you lost in the flood and the fire. But everyone else is just looking to expand upon what they already have. Well, you can't really blame them for having infinite needs and desires and wanting to, you know, acquire more things. It can still be hard to watch that when you just need the bare necessities. Absolutely. Kevin, if you'd like to share more of your thoughts, you're certainly welcome to do so. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Louisiana and Mississippi, or excuse me, Louisiana and Minnesota don't, do not strictly follow the dividing line between the two groups. You're talking about the radio stations? Yeah, starting with K versus W. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. 
Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Just dial in toll-free, take control of these airwaves, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, and those features include our webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at cam.freetalklive.com because our chat room is built into the very same page. So head on over there and do those things. You can do them for free at cam.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to FreedomsPhoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. It's FreedomsPhoenix.com. Kind of giving you a Black Friday rundown here. Uh, what about some... KDKA? Oh, KDKA. You wanted to correct uh, yourself, Mark. Yeah, apparently. Well, you, you've got the stuff right there. Well, uh, Daryl Perry posted over at the Free Talk Live Facebook page that uh, KDKA, he says it was the first radio station. The Wikipedia page says it's one of the first uh, radio stations in the U.S., and so it was assigned the K-Call letters prior to the decision being made that stations west of the Mississippi are the ones to have the K-Call letters. So it was allowed to keep its uh, status as a K-Station. So it is a Pittsburgh uh, talk radio station, as I had suggested that it was. Well, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes, Pennsylvania. I didn't dispute that it was Pittsburgh. I disputed that it was Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine CBSPittsburgh.com is anywhere else besides CBS Pittsburgh from Pennsylvania. C- if, well, I, I didn't know that CBS was the owner, and then yeah. that would have been a, a stronger case for it, because CBS generally only owns in larger markets, right? Um, I guess. I think that's the case. So there you go. They're in a 50,000-watt transmitter. It's a news talk station, and we're not on there. But if you live in Pittsburgh, you're welcome to call uh, KDKA and suggest that they take Free Talk Live. That'd be nice. They'll be better off that way. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Jason's on the line listening to WXNT, also in Indianapolis. Hey, Jason. Hey, guys. How you doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I want to respond to your last call, and I surely I, I feel for his you know, situation and, you know, kind of seeing everybody go crazy. But, uh, you know, you guys always kind of take a really measured approach in everything you do. You don't jump the gun on a lot of stuff. And I think Black Friday is one of those things that tends to bring that out in people when they when they hear the news stories. And you really think about, I, I just think that the, the stories are very way overblown. I mean, they, Black Friday is not necessarily really all that more violent than, any other shopping day. It's just that that's the day to talk about. It's one of the slowest news days of the year, I disagree and with everyone you. to talk about it. I, I completely but, disagree with you. Black Friday is the most violent shopping day of the year, hands down. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I mean, I, not that I'm going to, you know, sit here and say you're lying. I, I guess I just don't know. I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, you hear of shootings or beatdowns or fights or, you know, all sorts of stuff that happens, and any other day of the year you attribute it to everybody's personal problem. Oh, it's a gang-related thing, or it's a personal problem. But on Black Friday, none of that context even matters. It's always, oh, well, it's just blind mass consumption, consumerism, 
you know, and the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. Have, have you have you been to a Black Friday sale in the early early morning hours? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you've stood in the lines, you've waited, you've you've seen people and how they behave. Oh yeah, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a it's a different behavior, but I guess I'm just trying to think of like the difference between there's a difference between you know going really far out to get these deals and be you know a mass consumerist, but there's a difference between that and willing to bite the ear off of the person next to you to get the the newest tickle me Elmo. You know, I, and most of you, most people are generally going to avoid that. I think most people are, are generally decent people, and it's I think just that's not true. quite that bad. I think most I, people I just, are I, decent people, but I think that some of those layers of decency get wiped away when they're put into these certain circumstances that encourage them to behave in different ways than they otherwise normally and, would. And you'll get that. You'll get the big you know, crowds, the people that rush the doors and all of that, but I mean, but I, I guess I'm just trying to think, like, it, it's, it's one thing to, you know, to acknowledge these stories and to to kind of, you know, tisk tisk everybody. But it's nothing to draw a line and say, you know, man, just society just really depresses me and draw a societal picture from what happens on a day like today. You I know, mean, you, one of the hosts on LRN, Corey, for the vo- guy from The Voice of Radical Descent, he turned, he stopped his show. Okay, uh, a former host on um, LRN.FM, he said he went out to Black Friday today with a camera just to catch anything going on and said that there was nothing worth uh, reporting. So, I mean, there are good. plenty of story, stores um, that, and I would say a majority of them, where nothing more than a little bit of, uh, you know, something that makes a mosh pit look uh, pretty darn tame. Um, right, and, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you want to find a violent place to be, try a mosh pit at a, uh, one of these punk rock concerts or something. I mean, I've, have you ever done that, Ian? I've been close <laughs> enough. <laughs> I have. Close enough to get hit. It's not the same. The same thing happens, you know, you can look at the tape partiers. I mean, you know, think about how that was portrayed, and, you know, and you see all these people carrying Hitler signs and stuff like that, and you know, just go to one, and you know, you know what? I probably saw one of those there, but wow, it is you are swimming in a sea of red, white, and blue rather than somebody's red and white swastika markers. And it's just, you know, sure, it happens, but can you really draw a whole assumption and, and make this whole story and say, well, this is how it is based off of, these one or two instances. No, that, and I don't you know, think that. Uh, and, I, and you're responding to what Kevin had said earlier from uh, from Indy, and that that he was pretty depressed about people and, and how they are. And I think that there's some truth to, to both sides of it. I think that I think that you're right that uh, most people are pretty reasonable and that they're not crazed. Uh, but also, I think that uh, there is a level of uh, I think unhealthy consumerism in this country. That I don't think there's anything wrong with buying stuff. And uh, and you know, obviously, we need to have stuff to some extent in our lives but i think there are definitely people that take it too far and they get themselves into serious debt over uh for instance like wanting to have a bigger tv set and if you're if you're sacrificing the future of your own self or your family simply so you can have more stuff in your life i think your priorities are messed up i think you should love people and use things that if you use the um use people and love things that you've got your you've got your stuff messed up however things make life easier if you've ever tried to make a waffle without a waffle iron you'll know that this is the case. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's good to have a waffle iron. It is not good to brain somebody over that waffle iron. No doubt. Right. But wouldn't you agree well, that I mean, having too many you're things... You're the story of America with that, too, though. I mean, you, know, it, you get the freedom to do all these things, and, of course, you're going to get plenty of people that abuse it and screw it all up. But, I mean, you know, because just like this, you know, the rampant consumerism, but by and large, most people are getting things for other people that they want to give. And then just, you know, just like that, people are also... There's also that subset that are taking advantage of the deals just to get something good for them. And, I mean, so it's just one, I guess, it, it, 
I just I, I hesitated at drawing that line, and I could understand, especially the last call. Well, I have to say, if I did get a, bl- a blood-stained waffle maker uh, for Christmas, I would really think that person cared about me because they went and put <laughs> themselves. Extra sugary, if, if, if today's modern American have some extra goodness and fat inside it. <laughs> they they, uh, they went and put themselves in bodily harm to uh, to get that waffle maker. I for think me. that brings a good, brings up a good point because I wonder if it wasn't because of you know the pressure to try to buy stuff for other people and to make sure you have enough gifts for everyone and something like a toaster or a to- I keep calling it a toaster oven a waffle maker which is one of those gifts you could give to you know that person you don't really know what to get them so well, and, and a, good, a good perspective and I, I, I hate it's not really a plug and it's not really an academic source it's more just a lighthearted but a, a good a good way to look at it is uh, kind of a step back if you ever go to like a website like a crack.com they have a list of things where they'll talk about they talk about uh, the um, the consumerism of Black Friday and I mean they, they, they link to quite a few good uh, sources to talk about how kind of it can be overblown but I think that's generally true of and I'm not fighting that but it's a good way to you know just to take a look at it but not get too more coming about up here it, in a but, moment stick with us DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Thanksgiving weekend. We are here all weekend long. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're not taking any time off. We're going to be here to take your phone calls about anything at 855-450-FREE. And here tonight with you, as usual, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Actually, I was on the BBS last night catching up. It's been a little while since I'd uh, gotten in there, and I'm, I'm trying to go back more now because we've made some changes to the BBS to make it more of a more of a friendly place. It used to be kind of a haven for trolls, and now we've kind of cleaned things up a bit, uh, added more moderators to it, and actually created a, a new ability for each user to delete any unwanted replies to their own thread. So if you post a new topic on the Free Talk Live BBS and somebody responds and they're just trying to derail your thread or they post something that you think is unacceptable or whatever, you just delete it. You have total control over your threads now at bbs.freetalklive.com. There was a neat thread in there that I think is probably one of my favorites uh, where people are sharing their very first marijuana experience. That's what, cute. Yeah, what was your first time with marijuana? So maybe you want to call and tell us your first time marijuana use story. You're certainly welcome uh, to do that. 855-450-FREE. I thought it would make an an interesting on-air topic. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact. Lightweight and accommodates a host of optics. It has a uh, not quite an H bar, but a very heavy barrel, um, so that's why it's able to be compact and still quite uh, reliable and accurate. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. And it's a perfect do it all bolt action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout rifle, the one rifle to have if you can have only one. You can go see it at Ruger.com and purchase it at your local gun dealer. It's Ruger.com. 
All right, 855-453. We're going to continue here. We did lose Jason there uh, over the break. Uh, he he was kind of – I felt like he might have had more to say, but I guess not. So we were talking about uh, – he brought up kind of the issue of consumerism, and I definitely think that – People, uh, some people in America can take things too far, can go too far. I think it's great that we have the freedom to, you know, and the luxury and the the wealth to be able to enjoy things like widescreen TV sets and all kinds of food selection. And like, it's great to live in a place where you've got relative good to have food. Yeah, relative freedom compared to some other people in the rest of the world, like say North Korea, uh, where they barely even have power uh, all night long. So I get it, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, it also allows people to go, I think, a little too far. You know, look, for instance, at a pack rat, for example, of someone who has gone too far when it comes to just collecting stuff. Yeah, stuff isn't going to fill the hole in your heart. Well, I think. Thank you. The, exactly. The process of allocating your resources to acquire things that uh, people make economic decisions because there's, you know, something that they feel needs to be fixed, and so they sort of try to fill the void. Uh, by either devoting more time to something or or buying some new product or something they think is going to fix their problem. So it's very psychological. And if someone is, you know, these like the show hoarders where they try to oh, you know, fix the person. I like the show because it shows you just, you know. You're, it makes me want to clean as soon as yeah. I'm done with that show. <laughs> yeah, but do you, how how much better off are the people that, you know, oh, we got rid of all your stuff. I know that they have to ask them before they get rid of stuff, mm-hmm. which might help. Uh, it may, might make them confront some of their issues, but if they were just to take that person, tell them, you know, go on vacation, and then they came back to a clean house, it's not going to fix any of their problems. No, it, it doesn't even patch yeah, up their problems. Th- that's one of the complaints about the uh, sort of hoarders uh, show type things. But at the well, same time, they are giving you them can't counseling. solve their problems while their house looks like crap. They are giving them counseling as well. The, just for those that don't some, know, some, hoarders, hoarders. I think they're doing just, that more so now. Well, I don't know. There are a couple of different shows out there. There's hoarders, and there's another one that's kind of basically the same idea. And um, it's 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 just amazing television. I mean, really compelling stuff. Where they uh, they find you know they come across these hoarders. I guess you know family members probably write into the show and say you know my grandma or my mom or whatever is a hoarder. Can you help? And they they bring in these uh, self-professed organizing experts. Uh, they bring in the guys from like No Job Too Odd or whatever the, <laughs> you know, the the people that'll come in and just do you know they come with the dump trucks and load it up full of the crap and take them take them to the dump. But it's amazing watching uh, these people because it is some sort of a mental uh, issue. I don't know if it's yep. a disease or, or what it is, but it's definitely they've, – they've, they've got a problem. They can't let it go. They can't let go of total junk. Uh, I mean you're talking <laughs> about people that have boxes full of rat poop, uh, old newspapers from decades ago stacked up. My One of my favorite episodes is where they actually find petrified cats in <laughs> the house – like it had been just by stuff had been piling up for a decade plus, you know, 15 years or something like that. And nothing you know, funnier than a petrified cat. Well, it's funny never- because it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's something funny. that we all have to deal with. We just, you know, most I know I had trouble keeping my room clean when I was young. And then, you know, my wonderful mother helping me clean it every once in a while. And then sometimes cleaning it for me didn't really help because now I'm having to deal with, okay, so I have to start organizing stuff and it's hard. It is hard. But you see people that just totally have no concept of organizing or throwing stuff away. 
And well, they kind of oh, some of them know where things are, right? And weird. I've got a friend who has uh, a has this problem. He he isn't like you know on the petrified cat scale, but he's somewhere mm-hmm. in there, and he lives very close to me. And there have been instances where I'm like, you know, I need a uh, I need a dehumidifier. And he'll go into his shed and get a dehumidifier and bring it out. <laughs> I'll say, I need a come along. Gosh, I need a come along. I'm going to have to go to you know the, 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 the hardware store. He goes in and gets a come along and comes back out. Wow. So, you know, when these are sort of uh, events where they've, get, they've gotten positive uh, feedback for their hoarding. My house is pretty well organized in comparison to a hoarder's home, and I don't even know where some of my stuff is. I, I understand. <laughs> you got to be able to put your hands on these things. So if you can't put your hands on it, then you've got a problem. If you can't find, you know, like I've got, I've got to get my birth certificate. You can't put your hand on it. You've got a real problem. If you have to dig things out before you can actually get to what you're looking for. But at the or same if time, you've got paths, it, it's you know, awesome to be able to have that thing that you need in that instance that you need it. That's why I just reject anything important. I need to carry like, you know, high school diploma. I don't even think I ever got that thing. <laughs> what, could, well, what the hell would you need that for anyway? Exactly. Right? Well, I mean, anything there, it's like... Um, I don't like having to keep up with stuff that's that are important. So that's why it kind of keeps me from or I hate having to keep th- nice things uh, nice. So a lot of times I opt in for something used or something I don't mm-hmm. have to be as worried about. But if you buy nicer stuff, it's harder to lose it and, and break it because you're so much more protective. That makes sense. You look at these hoarders, uh, though, and it's just an amazing – it's an amazing program because they bring in the, uh, the experts uh, and they kind of try to talk to them about their problem. And then there, there's the part of the show where they actually begin cleaning up the house. And that's the really difficult part for the hoarder because at that point they're being faced with this choice of having to get rid of something that they've always considered important, which is every sing, single, single thing, thing in they their have, home. Yeah. Uh, and they have to make those decisions to uh, to get rid of them. And to some extent, to some extent, their relatives are usually there coercing them and like cleaning stuff out behind their back and uh, and doing those sorts of things. And you do not need point. little Johnny's rocking chair. And that Give was this your, to another child, or you don't need this broken swing set or whatever. And like they have all kinds of broken crap. Too. Well, you're talking about the ones that are on the extreme, but I've watched this show and these people have stuff, real stuff, and it's too much. Mm-hmm. And these are real things that work fine. Um, they do what they're supposed to be doing. And they don't want to get rid of them because they have, but they have a house full of real things that work. And I would say that's pretty rare. Lots of times I, it's just garbage. I, I, you can't really maintain garbage. stuff if you have, you know, if you have a, if you limit your possessions to enough that you can keep everything working and maintaining properly, then it's pro- it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Because in a lot of these episodes, you've got furniture turned upside down, piled on top of each other. Oh, you yeah. can't walk in the room. Garbage in the yards in I'm some I'm not cases. saying they can use the stuff that they have, but the stuff they have is, in some cases, usable. In some cases, that's true. I have seen some episodes in which it's no, there's no real hoarding problem. You know, there's this one where this guy just had, uh, he's out in the boonies and had, or the country and had some you know an acre of land that he just had some trucks and scrap metal he was going to sell and the uh, county was going to come after him for code violation Mm. and so that was his hoarding issue even though everything he was going to use he's going to sell toll free number 855-450-FREE the the, uh, number for you you're welcome to tell us about hoarders that you might happen to know maybe you are one 855-450-FREE that is the number toll free brought to you by SACL CAI plenty of time for you and your thoughts about whatever's on your mind this is Free Talk Live 
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program, you can help support Free Talk Live. All you have to do is go to promote.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find everything from a free bumper sticker that you can get from us to web banners and graphics you can use to create whatever you want. There's uh, some people out there that use our high-resolution graphics to create their own Free Talk Live t-shirts and things like that. You can do it's that. It's happened. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, so go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, we've been talking about Black Friday and some of the kind of ancillary issues that stem off from Black Friday, one of them being the idea of consumerism has, uh, you know, do, do some people go too far? And I think the answer is clearly yes. yes some people go too far. Clearly, yes. Whether we're talking about people going too far in that they're fighting each other over a $2 toaster in Walmart or, uh, you know, a pair of leggings or yoga pants or whatever at uh, the Victoria's Secret. There's stories in the news about people. Sorry, comfy pants, you know, though. Not that consumption is the problem, at least in my eyes, but the reasons for overconsumption are the ones that need to be dealt with, like drug use. When you say drug use, what do you mean? Like, um, I wouldn't say, I agree that using some certain drugs that are addictive, like we'll just use, you know, the catch-all heroin, the one everyone used to use, the worst one. It's not just that heroin makes your life terrible. It's what kind of person is attracted to heroin and why do they use it? What psychological reasons are they using drugs like this? Because most people aren't going to try something that's so dangerous. There must be some psychological reason for it. That's true. It's not the product's fault, right, that people are addicted to it. I mean, heroin can be useful, for instance, for certain medical purposes. That's why people get prescribed morphine, for instance, in you know, pain relief uh, situations or whatever. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and and same, same thing here. I mean, it's not the product's fault. It's not the... F- the fault of the TV manufacturers that people get into debt to get a, a brand new television set. Uh, it's the it, you really have to look at the root issue of why people are behaving this way. What is it that they're trying to accomplish, or what feelings are they trying to attain uh, by uh, purchasing these products? Mark, you said that no matter how many products you buy, it's not going to fill the hole in your heart, and that's kind of relating to this idea that people feel like somehow, in some cases, that. Buying stuff will improve their life and or improve their happiness, and I, I don't think that that's really the case ever. Yeah, you need to look at uh, you know your happiness, uh, not the you know these these little things along the way. You need stuff. You need stuff. There's no doubt about it. But you need to look at uh, you know the situation as to you know what I I recently I was on a bend where I'm just going to get a backhoe. I want a backhoe. I want to be able to pull up stumps of my house and do stuff with. The backhoe, like, that kind of like thing. a piece of construction equipment. It is, yeah. It, well, it's a it's a tractor with the a backhoe goes on the back. An excavator yeah. just excavates. Um, okay. If if you happen to know the difference of these things, I don't. anyway, my neighbor does uh, heavy equipment. He said, "Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's just going to break all the time. Yeah, you just just hire somebody to come out and and pull the stumps that you want pulled and hmm. you know shape the land or whatever. You don't want to buy a backhoe. It's going to be a lot cheaper to do it the other way. So you know, I decided to take wisdom where it was presented and. 
said, eh, okay, just won't get one. Probably the right decision. It might be. I, I, I tend to think to think so. I mean, you know, you, you look at an expert. What's an expert say? And that's the best you can do in life. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. I know, Ali, you wanted to comment on this idea of obligations to uh, to purchase things like Christmas presents. I want to get into that in a moment. But let's first go to Dan, listening in Minnesota to WNMT. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Ian, how you doing, buddy? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I called you a couple of weeks ago and talked to you about some negative things, but I wanted to talk to you about some positive things. All right. You had mentioned earlier, probably a half hour ago, about uh, your first experience smoking marijuana yeah well that was a question that was asked on the uh, free yep. talk live bbs it's a, a thread that's active right now all right well and i figured i'd call in and i i can add to that great statement it was a good experience well tell me more i was in my buddy's 1964 buick skylark listening to frank zappa and the first time i ever smoked it and i think it's just fine i think it's way more safer than Drinking. How old were you? About it. I was probably about 17, maybe. So your your friend, uh, he convinced you to smoke some pot, or like, did it take much convincing? For me, I had to be convinced. Did you? Yeah, I had it too, probably. But back in the day, with the, that, this would have been 1979, probably. Mm-hmm. So it didn't take me much convincing at all. And, I, you know, I'm still smoking weed today, and it's not, it's not, I, I'm living a successful life. Excellent. Not, you know, not really screwed up my life at all, and I'm happy where I'm at. And so I'm it didn't, so uh, smoking, I'm paying, uh, into the, so, I'm paying into the tax system every day, every month when the government takes, you know, money out of my check. And So smoking the, and I, uh, the marijuana didn't lead you down a road to heroin use, huh? Correct, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I dabbled in some other types of drugs, you know, mushrooms and whatever. Sure. But, uh, you know, and a little LSD, too, back in the as, day. As any sensible, 80s. open-minded uh, American should. <laughs> exactly, you know, that, and right now I'm having a vodka 7-Up in my can, and I'm up in northern Minnesota in Chippewa National Forest enjoying life, and I shot my, got up my deer yesterday on Thanksgiving Day. I got it in the freezer, so I'm, you know. Hey, man. How long did it take you to clean that thing? Uh, probably about, actually I started at 1.30 yesterday, I got done about 5.30. 1.30, got done at 5.30, that's just the cleaning, right? Uh, from skinning it, I mean. So four hours. Hung on my, How much hung out on meat the did you get? Huh? How much meat did you get for your four hours work? Oh, God, I'll tell you what, I probably got, I got some beautiful roll out of it. I probably got shit. Whoa, oh, we've got to let you go. Later. Thanks for the call, man. Oh, no, I appreciate no, no, hearing from you. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Did you catch it? Yeah. He's, okay. He's, he, he said the S-bomb. Yes, he did. <laughs> but he was having a good time, had his 7-Up and his uh, alcohol <laughs> and his deer in the freezer, and life is good in northern Minnesota. So I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so since we got the first one, I'll tell my first story, my uh, first time smoking uh, pot. I was 16 and I still had, you know, the war on drugs uh, propaganda very active in my, my Have mind. Have I heard you say you were into Rush Limbaugh when you were? That was, I was, it was a little younger at that time. I was, I was probably about 13 okay. when I was in the, the Rush Club or whatever it was at school. And uh, so 16, you know, I still I'd gone to dare class in the past and I'd, I'd, I'd been told all the lies about drugs and pot and 
So when my friends were trying to convince me to, to smoke some pot, they had to do some convincing. But eventually they did end up convincing me you know, during lunchtime at uh, school over a series of several lunches that, uh, that pot wasn't as bad as people were saying it was. And I'd already tried alcohol. This at was that at point. the gifted school. <laughs> yeah. And I'd already tried alcohol at that point. And uh, so, you know, I was able to I was told that, you know, it wasn't as bad as alcohol and that, uh, you know, that I should, you know, should try it. And so I'd agreed to doing it. And I was still very paranoid about it. So, like, I was under the impression that just because we were smoking pot, that there was a good chance we would be caught by the police. Right. And so I wanted to. I think that's exactly what they want you to uh, believe. Yeah. Sure. And uh, so I was very par- paranoid in advance. And, like, I wanted to come up with an escape plan, like, what we're going to do. So, where are we going to run up? to? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, there was all this pre preparation uh, for this particular event. And really, all it was was just going to a friend's house when his parents were out of town and getting high in his you know his bedroom i mean <laughs> that's all it that's all it was the idea that the police were somehow going to be alerted to this activity right. was pretty absurd and how long was it before you started using heroin I've never done heroin <laughs> <laughs> i never never would uh so we went to to his house his parents weren't there and uh there was uh, we didn't have any rolling papers so we used a page out of the bible uh tore that up oh and, my and uh, that's rolled, really going to that's it. The complaints are going to start you're going rolling to hell. <laughs> rolled up uh, the joint. We're going to lose stations page. now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Bible pages, if you're in a pinch. Man wrote the Bible. God made weed. There you go. And uh, some some would say some Bibles were written on hemp pages, as uh, as a matter of fact. I'm so, certain they were. Yeah. So we rolled up a uh, joint in the, uh, out of the Bible and smoked it. And all I really remember from it, uh, besides I, I enjoying myself, I did get high the first time. Some people don't get high the first time they smoke. I, I believe that's because they're just simply not doing it properly. Mm-hmm. Maybe holding the smoke in their mouths. I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've t- not holding I don't it. think that that may, I don't think it's true. I think that some people just don't get high the first time. That there's just something chemically going on there? Yeah, they just don't get high the first time. I believe it when people say that. But anyway, so uh, I remember that one point. You know, we were uh, we were having such a good time. We were like rolling up pinners with what little bit we had left, kind of s- scraping it up off the floor, what mm. had dropped onto the floor. So it, it, it yeah. smoking dirt. Yeah, something. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was fun though. <laughs> and it began. It was as I said on my post in the Free Talk Live PBS, and so began a long, wonderful relationship oh, with boy. me and Mary Jane. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. And if you want to tell us your first-time pot story, if you remember it, you're certainly welcome to uh, regale us. Oh, boy. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Hour 3 is next. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. 
855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. You get to control the content of the site, so head on over to freetalklive.com. You can register for an account there. You don't have to, though. I mean, if you just want to surf, surf through the site, that's open to anybody. But if you want to actually vote on the things on the site, you want to submit things to the site, you can do that. You submit stuff and others vote on it, and then the voted, most voted up makes it to the front page in the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So do head on over there and get interactive. Uh, we've been talking about the Black Friday. It's kind of been an overarching theme tonight, but we ended up discussing uh, first-time smoking marijuana. You're welcome to give us your first-time story if you would like to share that. If you recall it, uh, and you also, we've been we've been talking about. Is that a, pot, a pothead joke? Not really. If you if you recall it, <laughs> I was actually joking outside. I was like, can't really remember what exactly was the first time. <laughs> talking about the first time that worked. I, I agree with uh, the the idea that it doesn't necessarily work the first time, but I'm not you remember sure. the first time it worked, but not the first time you smoked. Right. I'm, there's a couple different times. I remember it was offered, and I can't remember if I took it or if I didn't take it right or. You know, stuff like that is just kind of hard to recall. Do you want to tell us about the first time it worked? The first time it worked, uh, I remember I was in a park late at night with one of my best friends. And um, it was in it was in rolled paper form. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we finished it. And I remember everything happening a second after I was realizing it. So this is like probably the most high I've ever gotten. Wait, do you mean you realized it a second after it happened or it happened a second after you realized explain, it? It's hard to explain, It's hard to explain. That's the only way I can put it into words. Wow. But I remember saying something to that effect and uh, going to get ice cream and having this new flavor of ice cream, which I might have had previously. Yeah, right. But new. it was a new flavor to me. And uh, I remember being too paranoid to go up and purchase it myself. So my friend, you know. Why? Because they would know. Because they might, or I just think I wasn't going to be able to handle numbers or money or <laughs> words or anything like that. So I remember that. I remember the paranoia. Like t- there were two things about being getting high when you're young, and I don't know. Maybe it'd be the same way. I that's a question. Is does if you were to get get high for the first time to smoke pot for the first time at age thirty or forty? And you'd never smoked before that. It was just your first time. Would you would you likely be as paranoid or giggly? Like for instance, I remember laughing a lot more when I would uh, you know get high as a as a young person. And I also remember being a lot more paranoid. And I I think that the paranoia went away simply because I'd smoked pot so many times. It just becomes familiar, and you're not as concerned oh, yeah. over time. But, I agree. But what about the laughter? Does that do you all recall that? Like, did you giggle a lot more and laugh a lot more when you were younger, when you were smoking pot at a younger age than you do today? I think so. I, um, you know, I, I, what I have found for me is that uh, lower grades of marijuana make me paranoid. And mm. this was true early on, um, you know, then. So, uh, you know, I often would just be paranoid after smoking marijuana. Um, it was, uh, you know, if I got higher grades, then I'd be I'd be stoned and have a good time. But, you know, not not the lower stuff. So most of the time, the first early on, I remember being paranoid, not having a great time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I continue to do it. We can go to you and your thoughts. Uh, Anonymous is calling from East Coast, the East Coast. You're on Free Talk Live, the Amp Lines. Hey, guys. Hey, Anonymous. What's on your mind tonight? So I wanted to share my first experience with LSD. Oh, um, already? It was, it was in March of this year. Oh. And uh, it, was, it was spring break, and uh, my buddy got some stuff from Europe. And uh, we both did it, and we went out to the park. 
we went out to this beautiful park that had a rose garden, and um, it was it was just amazing the um, the visual effects, the mental clarity that I had, the um, the way that it makes you makes you feel. It's sort of like if you could describe marijuana with one word, I would describe the feeling as in. Whereas with LSD, I would describe the experience as out. You're very out. Does does that make sense? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, not at all. I found that LSD is a very introspective drug for me. It's well, I meant, I meant as far as the physical effects, not the not the introspective effects. It's definitely a very emotional drug. But as far as how you interact with external objects in reality, it's very out. Whereas when uh, w- with marijuana, you feel very in and very closed physically. But um, the the drug was very emotional, and it actually helped me uh, get over some um, uh, problems, some emotional difficulties that I had in my life. Uh, I remember sitting on a park bench and overlooking the sunset with a, a river in the background and a golf course, and it was absolutely beautiful. And uh, it was absolutely a life changing experience. Wow! Um, I became I became more comfortable with myself and who I who I was, and uh, you know I. I would recommend that anyone take uh, LSD so long what? as, it, you know, you, well, hold on, as long as you have a trip sitter, somebody that you trust and that you do a proper, um, uh, uh, you analyze your medical history properly. How are you going to know, though? I mean, it's LSD and, and people that have uh, mental illnesses tend not to go particularly well together, and people that don't even have mental illnesses but are predisposed to uh, mental illnesses. As I understand it, uh, what I've read on it is that LSD can cause uh, people that are predisposed to uh, psychosis um, to, you know, th- this will kick it off. This will kick schizophrenia into, um, you know, that they may not have... That's, that's absolutely right, which is why I would suggest before doing it, um, uh, make sure that you do a, a fairly detailed medical analysis of your history and you know, make sure that you understand the, the consequences of what you're going to do, but at least consider it, at least look into it. And um, Well, that's, that's uh, really important. I'm glad you suggested that people do research. I mean, don't ever get into any, any kind of drug without ever researching it. I mean, you wouldn't take uh, Paxil or whatever without going to the doctor to talk a lot to of people, him. A lot of people would take it if the doctor told them to. But, right, but the idea is you're getting research. The idea is you're going to an expert to ask questions and to find out more. You wouldn't just take something. I mean, it wouldn't be smart to just take something because somebody handed you some pills. Uh, so the I same mean, thing with right, any... And- the best website for uh, getting information about that is arrowid.org, in my opinion. Um, yeah, E-R-O-W-I-D.org, arrowid.org. And there's information there about pharmaceutical drugs. There's information there about uh, illegal drugs as well as plants. Uh, it's a very useful site, all kinds of personal experiences and things like that. So knowing what you're getting into is uh, is really important. And the most important aspect when it comes to any kind of hallucinogen or psychedelic or entheogen, whatever you want to call them, uh, is set and setting. As you said, having somebody there who can be a sitter and kind of be with you is important, uh, but also... So to have the right mindset, have the right a positive uh, place where you can be, where you're not going to encounter likely situations that could be uh, upsetting, upsetting, like the police uh, or something like that. That would certainly be upsetting. Yeah. And and being prepared mentally to go into it. So being prepared from a knowledge aspect, knowing about the the product before you you take it, uh, kind of having some idea of what to obviously not ever going to be able to know what to expect until it actually happens. But to at least be prepared to some extent mentally – 
and to not go into it with uh, with fear or not to go not to go into it with you know negativity if it, if you've had a bad day if you've had uh, you know if you've been feeling like crap being feeling negative and uh, you know this is the wrong time to take any kind any kind of a, a drug that can can alter your consciousness right the reason why you do it is just as important because if you, if you're just doing it because you have a hole in your heart and you know you're you're bored or you have some emotional trauma that you want to um, that you just want to forget about you know a lot of people take alcohol for that but if you're looking for you know dare I say spiritual development or some kind of uh, growth in your character um, LSD is definitely a good tool because it allows you to kind of think about things from the perspective of a child without all of the social uh, prejudices that you learn over time it'll and, give you uh, a different perspective that's for certain. Alternately, uh, mushrooms is kind of a, a much, I guess, maybe a little easier way to go about doing that. I think mushrooms yep. tend to be a little bit uh, better than LSD at, at that sort of I thing. I don't know. I've had worse I'm experiences kind of a go big or go home kind of guy. <laughs> well, i got to say, um, I've done LSD a handful of times, probably somewhere around 10. And, 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 and don't go big either. Well, yeah, let's don't go your, big. That's let's the, get to your story in a moment here, Mark. And thanks for the call. It was appreciate it. Uh, d- don't go big. Take it easy. Take uh, you know half a dose, uh, what a normal dose, and don't go all all the way to the wall, because then you could really hurt yourself. Um, we're coming up here at 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airways. We started with first-time pot experiences. Now it's apparently first-time LSD. Anything goes. It's Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com You can take control of the airwaves. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We're here all weekend for you. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to be in the studio as we always are to take your calls about anything. So don't hesitate to dial in toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on our site and we give them to you for free, including archives going all the way back to 2006, years worth of the show, all downloadable. Don't have to log in. There's no membership fee. You just click and they're yours over at freetalklive.com. Now, your chance to win prizes galore going on every, almost every single day, right, Mark? Yeah, just about every single day. I've been uh, giving away prizes at facebook.freetalklive.com, all different kinds of prizes. Yearly, the movie. Uh, copies of Guns and Weed, the movie, Ruger's BX25 magazines, um, Liberty stickers, uh, five packs, Vaporsmith's vaporizers, Tota Sacks. You can find out more about Tota by, from totasack.us. And you can win any of these you know, prizes just by liking our Facebook page at facebook.freetalklive.com. Again, it's facebook.freetalklive.com. That's easy enough. Yeah. All it's right. A way, you know. 
win prizes. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. You can uh, take control of the airways whether you want to talk about Black Friday madness, uh, maybe your experiences from being out and about this morning, maybe working in retail. We've also got people telling their first-time stories of uh, smoking cannabis as well. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Mark, do you remember your first cannabis uh, experience? Yes. I uh, smoked marijuana at a friend's house. And, um, you know, How old? I was uh, 16, I believe, and the uh, they, they had uh, Reefer Madness was on, playing on the television set, and <laughs> for some reason or another, we had to go someplace in my car, but I was too scared to let uh, other people drive my car, especially mm. if they were in the condition that God. I was in, so right. I decided to smoke to drive the car the, uh, the first time that I'd smoked uh, marijuana, and uh, I almost uh, drove the car into a plate glass uh, storefront. Not good. No, no. Um, you know, I, I, it was a bad experience. How long was it after that that you did it again? Did that like kind of get you away from it for a while? I, no? you know, I was kind of a destructive kid, uh. and this is one of the reasons. Is my experiences early on with drugs were no, weren't always very good, and this is one of the things about you know the suggestion that doing drugs is a good thing. I got to say, the farther you are from the age of. Uh, you know, uh, the teenage years when you do these things, probably the better off you are. I tend to agree with that. And the caller that we had on the line, I believe, is probably in his early 20s. And I was uh, in my early 20s the first time I did something serious like uh, uh, like LSD. Now, I'm not under the impression that my words are necessarily going to dissuade every teenager out there that might be listening to the show from doing drugs. And if they are going to do drugs, I think that education is the very best thing that they can have. Set and setting is important. And there's no reason you should shouldn't be educated today. This isn't the 1980s where you're just going off of the word on the street. I mean, there's no excuse to not take the time to go to Arrowhead and to do actual digging and research on these uh, these drugs. No uh, excuse. Don't idea. just listen to your friends. Like some of your friends are going to have good things to say. They're going to be some of them you can trust, but don't just, you know, listen to anything you hear your friends say about drugs because okay, for one, if they're already doing it, then they're biased towards these drugs and they think that they're you know, they're going to try to promote them because drug users like company. So yeah. keep all this in mind when you're trying to decide if you want to try something for the first time. I remember that my, when I did uh, MDMA uh, for the first time, I was in my early 20s, also LSD in my early 20s. And I remember thinking after the experiences, boy, I'm glad I didn't do those as a teenager because yeah. I wasn't I was a much angrier person as a teenager. And I don't think it would have gone as well. For me. Yeah. Te- I'm not going to say that teenager is synonymous with idiot, but I do think <laughs> that there's some correlative, uh, you know, um, d- data there. And I just don't take your don't take your advice from teenagers. Um, I yeah. mean, <laughs> The hell do they know? They don't know anything. Um, get your if you're gonna if you're going to do these things, and I'm not suggesting that everybody's going to be dissuaded by my stories of them not of things not going well. You know, get some education, but I think the very best advice you gave for LSD you you gave, and that's what I was going to do is don't take a whole hit. Do not do that. Um, you know, if you, you work your way up on these things, I don't if, even want to work you're... my way up. I mean, no, I, like I, I, uh, I, the I, last time I did LSD, I took a half a hit. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I'm 31 now. I mean, I just for me, that's that's a nice afternoon on a Sunday, and uh, it's not anything that's out of control or anything like that. Uh, and you know, then you go, then your hit goes twice as far. You know, if you take half of half of a hit, I think it should also be mentioned that. You should also not just trust what doctors have to say about certain drugs because a lot of pharmaceutical drugs are uh, more damaging than these drugs that we're talking about they now. They kill more people, right. pharmaceutical drugs do. So, you know, not doctors only don't just cruises. listen to your friends, but 
don't just take the doctor's word on that this is the drug you should be taking. That's and- a great point. Doctors are given certain incentives to push pharmaceutical drugs in some cases. Like they're, they're not supposed to get perks, but they do. They get them anyway. Like they get, they're not supposed to get cash from the pharmaceutical companies. They can't give them cash, but they'll get like a vacation. For instance, for for pushing certain. Well, they bring uh, food for the office and yeah, and, you know, all, all kinds. kinds there's of all kinds of workarounds to that particular yeah, uh, prohibition. The, mar- the, the marketing mechanism behind the pharmaceutical companies has gotten really, really advanced. And I, you know, you shouldn't take any one person's advice. You're yeah. responsible for your body, so you need to do the research. And the fact is that um, some drugs, pharmaceutical and uh, you know illicit drugs, they can harm you with one dose. Whether it's LSD. That sets off a, a psychotic episode. You go, go schizophrenic and you never come back. Or whether it's um, you know one of these. Uh, you know, th- there's there's all different reports of overdoses or and and people taking uh, just the prescribed amounts from their doctors and dying. I know somebody who went to a uh, rave recently who normally is very kind of discriminating about how she does. Uh, you know, takes takes drugs. She usually will you know go and and take the time to test it first, for instance. And I think she did actually test this one but it ended up turning out that it actually had meth in it and things didn't go well yeah well i mean it it wasn't a terrible time but it was not what she was expecting and it was not uh you know what she was looking forward to at all and so you just never know what you're getting into out there you never know you've got to be very cautious you don't know unless you check right and that's why they have test kits that's why they have uh, research that you can do on the internet but in the case of uh like uh LSD, but I don't think I would have researched as a teenager. I mean, I was just that no. destructive. Yeah. Uh, in the case of LSD, you're dealing with nanograms. You're not dealing with milligrams or grams. In the case of like pot, but uh, you're dealing with nanograms. There's no way that you can know how much is each in that drop piece of blotter. That hit, yeah, each drop that hits that blotter is going to be a different a different amount. Could be. Now, the, the, you know, there are some that are marketed as a certain amount, and if you trust the vendor, then you may be being marketed to correctly. But you never. That really sounds like something that's uh, going over the internet, um, not not just something you're buying on the streets. Which is which just depends on who you you know who your connections are. But sure. uh, ultimately, you know, the only way to really assure yourself is to take less than what the prescribed amount is, so you can test it and see for sure for yourself what the uh, the effects are like. Shop around for drug dealers. Find one that you can trust, one that tries out their products. It's it's hard to find, uh, you know, to shop around for drug dealers, although the Internet is changing that with sites like the Silk Road, which actually allow people to literally choose between different dealers. And each dealer is vying for a reputation, and so therefore they are likely marketing what they say that they are marketing. Otherwise, they're going to get a bad rep. I was actually just on the Silk Road the other day because we talked about it recently, and I was curious if it was still online or not. And I went and I checked it out. It's still there, and things are going strong. They've implemented new measures to help protect the sellers there now as well, uh, which is great news also. So uh, people can go learn more about that. Look up the Silk Road Market, 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. But caution is definitely the the best thing education is really important set and setting is critical there's much to learn about don't just go off half cocked it's free talk live the ruger lightweight compact revolver is loaded with the latest technological advances and features required by today's most demanding shooters models include the original lcr and 38 special plus p a powerful lcr 357 magnum and the lcr with excess sights all models feature a monolithic frame patent pending friction reducing cam high strength stainless steel cylinder and polymer fire control housing the lcr another innovative american-made product from ruger Learn more about the Ruger LCR at Ruger.com slash LCR. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything that you want. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We invite you online over at freetalklive.com. Head on over to freetalklive.com. You'll be able to sign up for news updates, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the various different distribution methods we have. There's email, there's Twitter, there's Facebook. You can pick one or pick them all if you'd like. Uh, they're all free. News.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. has been for a very long time. It's SACL CAI. Let's talk to Howard, listening in Pennsylvania. Howard, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hi, Ian, Allie, and Mark. How are you guys doing? Great. All's well. What's on your mind, Howard? Awesome. I just wanted to share about this stuff because I know about this subject a lot because I've had a lot of experience in it. My first time, like, it didn't work for me either. Like, what? what I, pot? Yeah, when I first smoked weed, it didn't work. Like, I was, you know... And you did it proper, I, right? You held it in your lungs, that kind of thing? All that. My babysitter, <laughs> like, my she came over and she was like an older girl, like, maybe four years older. She's like started telling me about it, and it, like, seemed really interesting. I was, like, 12. So, like, <laughs> Boy, yeah. your parents weren't expecting that, yeah. were they, when they hired your her? Your mom got ripped off of the babysitter market, <laughs> I gotta say. I know, but I got it, you know, I got her, so, but, yeah, and I would actually want to start saying off that I started at a way too early age. I would totally recommend it. Anybody who decides to use cannabis, you know, it's better off if you wait to your, an, uh, a grown adult, because in my case, I've had a lot of problems, so I used to use it, like, as a way to escape. And, like, you guys talk about a lot of drugs and stuff. I mean, you don't know nothing. I'm talking, you're talking <laughs> a real addict. Like, I'm, like, a good guy. I don't hurt people. But, yeah, I've done, I've been all through the ringer. But I wanted to tell you about the first time. It didn't work. <laughs> but I kept trying it because I was, like, into it. It just seemed so interesting to me. And I think that had something to do with my personality. I really will tell you, I am have problems with substance abuse and i hmm. struggle with that and a lot of people do and you know i am ashamed of it i i regret my, that i'm weak like that but i don't think it's that uncommon i think a lot of people do and you guys talk a lot about a lot prohibition and how the drug war makes um illicit drugs so unaffordable and i'll tell you right now you know someone wants to come after me i'm not incrimin- incriminating myself but i am a functional person who would buy any person like you guys is the way you look at it, you're normal. Like, to, if you looked at me, I don't. I don't use normal. I use probably too much, and I'll admit that. But, Give me an example. Yeah, like, what do you consider too much? Well, I use every day, and I used to drink at work. That's too God. much, right? Yeah, drinking at work is usually a sign of a problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I was drinking a half a gallon of Old Crow every two days. <laughs> That's putting it away, oh Howard. <laughs> That's putting it away. Did, did, doesn't it make your like do stomach anymore. acidy? I mean, were you going through a bunch of tums? It was murder, Mark. 
Believe me. I'll bet. No, it's no fun having to deal with something like that. And ah. you don't think no, you stopped. You've managed, you, to, you've managed to, uh, to cut back I on the I went to Florida. I, I started drinking beer. I tapered off for like two weeks, and I got like 90 days, but now I'm drinking again. But mm. the, the reason why I want to, you know, I'm not drinking right now. I'm not like loaded, loaded, but I'm in relapse. Like, I'm not sober. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so what I'm trying to express is that, like, the first time it didn't work, but then a few other times, like, I kept trying, and it did work. But the thing with me is, like, I have this personality where you guys say, like, it didn't lead you guys to other stuff, but to me it did. And well, I think a lot of people can relate to this. Like, I, my nature is I want to be high. That's the way I like to be. And I'm calling in to tell you this. It's just like... A lot of people deal with this, you know, and they're ashamed of it. But, you know, it's, we're, you know, human beings have problems, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. things get out of hand. It can happen with anything shocking. Like you were talking about those shows. I look at those shows where people are hoarding stuff, and it's, you know, as much as I struggle with my difficulties, I look at people like that, and I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But they would look at me, and they'd be like, what the hell? Because so I do. Like everybody sees things different, you know? Yeah. People deal with their problems differently, and it's true that a lot of people like to get high, but you would agree that the high that you experience from alcohol is different from the high experience using cannabis. It is. Cannabis is so much safer for a person. I'm trying just to get back to that. I really am, but it's hard once you pass like a line. Because I know cannabis is like such a beneficial thing. It is it's a helpful plant, you know. But even with that, some people, like, you must know them in your life. Like, if they ha- they need to have it every day, and if they run out, they're going to be in a bad mood. Oh, and yeah. Blah, blah, blah. oh yeah. That's addiction. You know, that is addiction. Normal people it's a psychological don't use addiction. like that every day. The, it's a psychological yeah, like addiction. In the same way that somebody who didn't have, you know, the ice cream that they're used to eating every night at 9.30 might be in a grumpy mood. That or, was me as a child. Yeah. It's exactly like a I'm crush. Like, in. Mark, you've struggled with your nicotine addiction. I, I've sure. quit smoking for three years. I smoke now. But, yeah, you guys know that. It's like it gets on you. It's like you don't think it, you know. It's going to be a problem, and then you start thinking about it all the time. Like, I don't know. You guys like wake and bake because that's like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Not like, me. It depends. Yeah, it depends on the I day. Know, Mark. I, I, I won't know, do. You're very controlled, Mark, but Ian, I know you like cannabis. So, like, I can think maybe. I've, I, have, I have waked and baked a number of times in my life. Dig it, but, brother. But <laughs> usually <laughs> it's not when I've got to go to work. But, uh, hey, I thanks, know. Howard. Uh, good luck out there, by the way, with uh, battling that. It's, it is not an easy thing, from what I understand, and, and I appreciate the call. And it's not any easier because these things are illegal. That right. makes it even harder because then, in a lot of cases, I mean, obviously, we're not talking about alcohol, but in the, in the case of, uh, of other things that are illegal, legal you've got somebody who's got an addiction in many cases they are afraid to get help now whether that fear is based in reality or not doesn't matter uh they may be afraid that by going to the doctor that they may get turned into the police i certainly believe that uh, as a young as a younger person i believe that there was going to be a police officer that there's they stationed where would you put a police officer if you were trying to find high kids in you the put them at the hospital you know you go to the hospital <laughs> you know you're gonna get arrested for this sure we'll treat you son and then you'll spend the night in jail yeah Exactly. So people are afraid to get the help that they uh, that they need, and keeping drugs illegal doesn't help people like Howard. It doesn't help people in those situations. It just makes the drugs more dangerous. It uh, it contributes to uh, you know more overdosing because people are getting drugs that they don't expect. Like for instance, the girl I gave you the example of that uh, that accidentally was given meth instead of uh, MDMA. Happens. You know, so you get things you don't expect in the black market. 
How many times have you ever bought a bottle of aspirin and found that there's Viagra in there? It doesn't happen. Right. That doesn't happen. So because it's in the marketplace and the marketplace has quality control in, in place and that you, you are being sold what you're told you're being sold uh, in the, uh, the open market. But in the black market, it, does, it just doesn't work that, uh, that same way. Uh, so your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE, experiences that you have. And somebody might complain. They might say, you guys are a bunch of dopers on the radio. You're talking about drug use. This is wrong. Well, no, what we're talking about is reality. You know, we're talking about the reality that humans, not just teenagers, but humans of all ages. Like you know, guy. They like to, uh, to alter their consciousness. That's what they, uh, they want to do. And they are going to do it whether or not it is illegal. And you can see plenty of evidence for that. No, despite decades, of, animals too. Yeah, despite decades of the war on drugs, people are still using drugs, and drugs are as popular as they've ever been, if not more so than. Uh, and there are more drugs now than there have ever been. Uh, so your war on drugs has failed, and it's never going to work because of what you said, Ali. People want to alter their state of consciousness. The last two presidents of the United States admitted to getting high at some point. Or that's right. One of them admitted to almost getting high. There was no inhalation, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, the last two would be um, Obama and Bush, and both of them can't deny crap. So um, oh, the, yeah, the one before them yeah, right. um, actually, Clinton, yeah. you know, said I didn't inhale, and nobody believed him. Yeah. Then they shouldn't have. How could they believe him? It's ludicrous. Eight five five four fifty. I never had sex with that woman. Toll free number. I never had sexual relations with that woman. Enough time for your calls, your thoughts. 855-453, you take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, even in these remaining moments. Uh, we are here, by the way, throughout the weekend. So unlike those other shows that want to take time off for the holidays, we're here for you. Don't hesitate to call in and bring up anything that's on your mind. 855-450-FREE is the number. one 855 If you enjoy this program, you can support Free Talk Live. And one of the ways uh, in which you can do that is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. The idea is that you send in three bucks a month to the show and we take that and reinvest it and get on more radio stations and also bring more Internet listeners on board to expose new people to the ideas of freedom as well as personal responsibility, which I think we've been touching on tonight. Uh, So go to amp.freetalklive.com. And get signed up. You can use, use uh, credit cards like uh, Visa, MasterCard. We've also got PayPal as well for you. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. AMP.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Scott, the bigot, calling from Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, uh, uh, Ian, Ali, and Mark. How are you? All's it well. was good until good. you called, Scott. Go ahead with your thoughts. I uh, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I did. Uh, you know, this is the most bleak. Scott, Thanksgiving. what are you think? What are you thankful for this this Thanksgiving? What? 
Uh, I'm thankful. Uh, that's a good question, what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful uh, for uh, that I'm white. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just, just like you to take it to a negative place. You're so sad. I am thankful that I live in a country uh, that... Uh, that supposedly uh, I can uh, I have some inkling of freedom of speech, although that's diminishing uh, by by the uh, by the year. It's becoming very frightening in this country. Those that don't believe in a police state are uh, sadly mistaken because uh, we. Uh, but you believe in a, in a police state. state. You believe in a police state. Oh, absolutely. You, uh, you I, want I, a police I, state. What's that? You want a police state. Well, let me explain. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, we're in a depression. People uh, can't pay their bills, and uh, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see this rotten government, make no mistake about it, it is a rotten Zionist-occupied government. But it'd be better if you were in charge, right, Scott, so you could throw all the non-white people out? This is what I would do if I had the power. The first thing I would do if if I had this power, uh, I would abolish Goldman Sachs, uh, APAC, which is the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, uh, all aid to Israel would be instantly uh, vaporized. I bet you think that no the Nazis would be able to run the banking system better, right? What's that? Would you think the Nazis would run the banking system better than the than Goldman you, you Sachs? You took the words out of my mouth, and I'm yeah. not doing this to you're be so dramatic or, or to entertain. No, it's because uh, you're predictable, Scott. I would like Scott. to see a national, a national, uh, a a national socialist government in power. Uh, it may not be so far fetched. If it doesn't come down to national socialism or some other form of fascism, it's going to go to communism. It's got to be one or the other. It's got to be either A, communism, or B, fascism, or C, national socialism. And what I don't I'm accept that. For, What's the difference between fascism and national socialism? In let, your me, mind? Uh, let me explain. Fascism was implemented by Benito Mussolini's Italy. In other words, it was where the government would have control over state industries but there wasn't really a racial factor involved. National socialism, on the other hand, would government control over uh, industries uh, where the individual is subservient to the state. Uh, but then you have that racial factor, meaning essentially uh, anti-Semitism and racism are enacted into law. Mm-hmm. Well, All right. I well, never- I've heard about enough. Thanks for the call, Scott. Appreciate hearing from you. Actually, not really. 855-450-FREE. That is the uh, toll-free number. By the way, correction on something I said earlier. I said uh, LSD was measured in nanograms. I apparently am incorrect about that. Micrograms, micrograms was the terminology I was looking for. Both very, very small. Yeah, very, very small. Micrograms. So there you go. There's your dose of Scott the Bigot for yeah. your Thanksgiving holiday. He's thankful for being white. He, I, I, guess, fr- I figured that was going to be. You, you know, he talked about uh, ethnic- ethnicities as though they're diseases. You know, um, apparently there's only one that's not a disease. Mm. And, you know, you have no control over this. The idea that, um, you know, somehow you're broken if you're, you know, born some other ethnicity. This just doesn't make any sense. Um I I found out at some point, and you know, when my son was born, he we had he had uh, a birthmark that was um, 
you know, indigenous, or, you know, was uh, something that uh, Oriental people had and, and Native Americans. So, you know, I found out that there's a certain level of my, you know, I, I'm not white. What a surprise. Um, and, you know, there I, are certain birthmarks that are uh, that are likely to appear on. Certain... I think they call Mongolian blue spots or something like that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they're kind of like how some dogs have blue tongues. That sort of thing. I mean, it's not as it doesn't stand out as much. Just a little gray spot on the kid, yeah. in the back or whatever. Um, usually lower back or something like that. Um, huh. And then I took some online test and found out that there's some markers for uh, Ashkenazi Jew back in uh, you know the, down the maternal side. Mm-hmm. Oh, what well, interesting! So you're a Jewish Indian. Apparently, I've got some of that stuff uh, floating around somewhere, and you know, I good didn't, stuff. I didn't know anything about that. Out with the likes of you, <laughs> right? One drop. Right. One drop. One drop. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's totally crazy. Does it offend crazy. you guys when people talk about Obama and uh, describe him as black when he's, you know. Technically, he's, he's not. He's, he's not a, black. He's he self-describes uh, as black, though. Really? And I, I guess he's, this is the thing about race is it's such a charged issue. I've decided I don't have one. I have no race. Uh, at one point or another, I would have considered myself to be white. But eh, there's really no benefit in this to me and but it, it would be weird to me if you were if you can if you were you know describing yourself oh i'm jewish and then it's like what you're just describing you know changed my mind uh, decided to be why jewish. did you pick that one to right. describe yourself you know if you've got both you can't really be specific that way no one can really be very specific at all yep it's it's just a, it's a pointless discussion um you know it's it's kind of it's easy to sit there on the street corner and say, "Well, that guy's white, that guy's black, that guy's Mexican, maybe Puerto Rican." You know, I mean, you know, it's an easy thing to do to talk about other people. When you talk about yourself, you know more. You're more intimate with this knowledge, and you really can't say, you know, you can't say one thing or the other. You may be proud of one particular heritage, but you probably changed your mind throughout your life about which it's heritage so you're proud of. How can you be proud about, like, for instance? Like if I I don't know Mark I've never taken this DNA test so I don't know what my uh, heritage is but I I look white and why would I be proud of being white it doesn't make a damn bit of sense well, similarly why would I be proud of being black or Hispanic or anything like that because plenty of white people have been horrible murderers around the world like I wouldn't want to be associated with those people well you also shouldn't feel guilty for being white either like no. some people some people I get the sense that. The way they are reacting oh, yeah. to these ideas, they're they feel guilty, and I don't know. It, it I just, just I promise I've never owned anybody, and it yeah. doesn't matter what color they are. It, it just shouldn't be a factor at all. Period. You should be proud of the things you've done that are good, and if you want to be ashamed of something, be ashamed of the harm that you've caused other human beings, and try to make good on whatever damage that you've done. Right, and you know you can't you can't uh, you know live your whole life as though you've somehow been shortchanged. By being, you know, a certain race in a certain geographic area, whatever that might be, you know, that's not going to it's not going to help you along the road. So I never finished the story about the grandpa that you were talking about earlier tonight, uh, Allie. And uh, apparently uh, witnesses told Fox 10 that uh, this uh, apparently a man was tackled to the ground during a rush to grab video games uh, during Black Friday this morning. Uh, Let's see. or, Or last night, rather. Fox 10 actions were taken by a police officer during a fight that uh, at, at that Walmart were wrong, but Buckeye police have a different story. Witnesses told the station that a grandfather was with his grandson and wife looking at video games. They said that people were tearing the box of games apart trying to get to them, and a woman ended up getting punched. 
You literally would have thought there were a cure for cancer in this box. People were going insane, said one witness who saw the whole thing and called it uncalled for. The grandson or grandson was being trampled on all of the on in all of the mayhem, mm. even cutting his lip. His grandfather put the game in his waistband so he could lift the boy out of the crowd, according to some witnesses. They said that's when a police officer grabbed the man and slammed him to the ground, possibly thinking that he was stealing the game. And apparently somebody had a cell phone uh, with them, took the took video of at least portion of this where blood can be seen streaming from his face. Yeah. Uh, they grabbed the guy, body planted him into the ground, face shattered on the concrete. <sighs> and that's uh, that's not a very nice situation. His uh, little boy came uh, running up, wailing and yelling, Grandpa, Grandpa. And crying his eyes out. How bad? They said that the man had per- had about $600 worth of electronics that he was planning on purchasing and wasn't trying to steal anything. He said he was just trying to get his grandson out of harm's way. So the police clearly, according to witnesses, overreacting in this particular case. You don't, you're not stealing something until you, until you leave the store. And I bet this guy's going to have his charges dropped and probably has good, good cause for a lawsuit in this case. I hope so. You know, it, I mean, <laughs> It makes you wonder. There's there's violence going on, and the police officer decides to grab this guy who's saving his grandson. Right. Hey, by the way, we didn't get to uh, Allie's discussion about Christmas obligations, but it's not Christmas time yet, so let's do that at a later date. Yes. Put that on the table. We'll come back next time. Maybe Allie's in uh, sometime over the next few weeks. We'll definitely talk about Christmas and people feeling like they have to buy things. This is a topic we certainly have discussed in the past on Free Talk Live, and I think it's a terrible feeling that uh, that people feel obligated to buy Christmas presents. We'll find out more what Allie thinks next time we have her on. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. 